Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. February 2020, we are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is furious that his song mm. wasn't picked as the new theme for the Eagles. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Ah, g'day Michael on this uh, fabulous uh, February afternoon as we record this. I'm, I'm a shattered man. The Eagles came to me last year. They said, Rosie, buddy, we're coming up with a new theme song. I said, what's wrong with the last one? I fucking love it. It's, uh, it was, you know, it was manufactured when the team was manufactured. And I think that's where all the best songs come from. You tell me a better song than the Gold Coast Suns one, mate. You tell me, tell me a better song. I mean, I'm talking not just football songs, just songs. In life, yeah, okay. In yeah. life. Yeah, like, sure, like, like uh, so Grammy Award winners over the years. Oh, pe- people say Let It Be is a good song. I say not a patch on the Gold Coast Suns song. <laughs> you know, Lennon McCartney, really, come on. Whoever, whoever wrote the Gold Coast Suns, I think they need to be uh, a statue out the front mm. of the bomb shelter. Like, everyone knows that Harry from the Cat Empire came on board and did the GWS one. We're all massively aware of that. Mm-hmm. But I say that he, the person who wrote the Gold Coast Suns one, they they uh, they carved a path. So it could become a bit of a Abbey Road-like location for fans of the song oh, to come and pay their respects. Absolutely. If you are crossing the... Um, I don't know, I say the school crossing out the front of the uh, crackdown it was uh, written on in uh, written in in the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be great? You're out there getting your photo and then there's a bike he just comes out and tells you to fuck off. <laughs> Warrakappa wanders by. <laughs> exactly. He's always out there. You, anyway. And you tell Warrakappa to fuck off. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Oh, just quickly, you've got a you've got a story about Warrakappa getting a mention on I'm a Celebrity. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Thomas on the show on the Bi-Week show last year and he talked about what a great friend he was of Warwick Kappa as we, yeah. and we all got very jealous straight away. But yeah, they, were, they were doing the, I don't know if it was an eviction or uh, the nominations for the Tucker trial, but yeah. um, when they said, Dale, it's not you, he did a bit of the old Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> See? And I reckon Warwick, oh, could you imagine how much he would have uh, loved that? Even, I don't, I don't even, f- even if Warwick wasn't watching TV at that time, he would have, oh, something would have tingled in his ears. He's gone, someone's yeah. talking about me somewhere. Yeah, I don't reckon it's his ears that tingle, mate. Um, <laughs> antibiotics can't solve what he's got. Now, back to the West Coast Eagles song. I wrote, they, so they release a new one, and I guess it's kind of nice. It's got a bit of an indigenous touch to it. Hmm. There's a little bit of an extra bit at the start, which apparently the players had been saying previous to that anyway before they kicked into the song. Well, you but actually had, you actually aren't wrong there, man, because they actually looked up the lyrics of the Eagles song, and they're, hmm. they're kind of like two verses that they have. Uh, before they kick into the kick into the chorus, 
Yeah, so when do they do that? Are they doing that on the way in? Do they do that after the Gatorade Bukaki? Well, like, I've, when do I've, they... I've never seen it before, like, after the game. Like, I mean, North Melbourne has that little out, we come out, we come out, we come to play kind of yep, yep. preamble. But the, this is the original lyrics, right, from way back. Mm. I don't know if they updated them. I reckon they probably have. So this is from the, the original song. And it said, for years they took the best of us and claimed them for their own, but now we've got them back again. Our eagles have come home. So I reckon that would be a oh. bit more from the early years than... They wouldn't be doing that now, surely. Oh, yeah, almost when it was a state side. That's yeah. why we hated them so much over in Victoria. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> you fucking... You sand gropers. You're groping sand, you fucking dogs. Anyway, I wrote a new song. Tell me what's wrong with these lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's something like, uh, whether you're kicking it long or swimming the swan. What's wrong with that? Fits in perfectly with the culture of you the club. Imagine, imagine punching that out with gusto. Or oh, swim in the swan. You know, or like, you know how hard it was to rhyme flatlining, Michael? That, mm, that is took difficult. Me, that is that difficult. That took me days. Last night, I wrote a whole new verse based on Daniel Kerr's antics from, uh, from yesterday. Well, he needs to be remembered in the song, surely. He does. And, uh, and there was, at the start, rather than the ode that they've got in there, I had all the players would hold up. Uh, with a, their hand up with one finger missing as an ode to Daniel Chick. That's really nice. I like your line, uh, they'd go to the pub, but then Metro Nightclub. I like that one. Mate, it's, it fucking works. And I had the film clip all worked out. It was going to be all vision from Crime Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> so you of, got to... <laughs> a lot of CCTV. A lot of CCTV. A lot of footage. <laughs> people getting pushed down, people yeah. getting broken arms. We don't know how that happened. <laughs> a lot of footage from uh, inside casinos. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. It's just, you know, West Coast, you've got to come into the, the 21st century with yeah. us and they, they just haven't done it. It's a new decade, a new chance to start afresh. They've stuck with the old stuff. You know, that, that was written in what, 19, when did they come in? 1987. Yep. That's how old that is. I mean, that's, gone ge- that's a generation ago. You've let it go. Um, it's a catchy tune though. Like, it's, it's just more a bit of a modern version, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, I think a fair few teams are probably jazzing up a lot of their... Um, their theme songs. Yeah, didn't they last year? Didn't the AFL want everybody to revamp them a bit? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Cut. Well, not that I've heard it a lot, but I have a feeling that <laughs> Carlton's Carlton's may have been uh, jazzed up a little. I think yeah, so. I think they kind of gave them a bit of a different mix, like and not not really changing the instruments or anything like that, but kind of gave it a bit of a different emphasis on. If that makes sense. Yeah, they might have got a new singer in there as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, gotcha. Who knows? Hey, can I just say it's um you know even though we're having a lot of fun. You know, talking about the West Coast Eagles and getting excited about the AFL preseason. The AFLW starts tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that there is a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of sadness that creeps into the show uh, this for this episode. Usually we'd be gearing up for AFLX, Michael. Now, mm. it's just one of those things that it, it, it leaves a void in your life when there's no AFLX. Like, I have loved AFLX since I was a 43-year-old. <laughs> and to just, to just have it ripped from my life like this, we need... Like, there's not even on Fox Footy, there's not even the best of AFLX, you know? I just don't understand how we're supposed to just forget that it existed, you know what I mean? I mean, we've had the bushfires, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I know how we have no AFLX. Like, it's really been a tough tough summer for Australia, hasn't it? It's it's tough. There's going to be floods in, uh, you know, northern Australia and New South Wales uh, over the next few days with uh, heavy rain due. What would be better to be holed up? You know it's going to be raining than sitting mm. back and watching... The uh, rampage crushed the flyers. Yeah, sure. Or, like watching it, like buffering on your phone. That'd be really cool. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just an. Op- I'm just still disappointed with the AFL. They've missed an opportunity there. Do, do they ever talk about kind of doing it again? Like, are they ever going to do it again? 
No, I believe they've completely and utterly let it go and oh. they're trying to wipe it from our memories. Okay, what by about... never speaking of it again. What about the sil- silver balls then? Where are they? Yeah, I don't know. Now, you and are I... They in the, are they in the museum at the, uh, museum at the MCG? Oh, uh, there's probably a hologram of them. Is there an AFLX wing <laughs> now? You know, you've got the you'd big cricket disp- area, you got the Olympic area, you got the AFL uh, area. Yeah. You probably have AFLW stuff, and you have AFLX. Like that's probably well, a bigger, a bigger wing than the rest of them. You know, you know, there's a there's a little bit of a thing that you can do, like interactive, where you get to bowl a ball at the MCG. Don't you? Can't you do that? You know, at the stumps, you can have a shot at the stumps, that kind of thing. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I think they've got a so, like a speed camera, how fast you can throw. Yeah. So imagine you get to do an AFLX place kick. Ah, uh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Or uh, a um. Uh, paper rock scissors with the mace. Oh, fuck. A hologram. A hologram <laughs> of Nat Five. You're up against the hologram. That'd be fucking great. Uh, another detail about songs. With mm. uh, So the, I've got it up here, but the Fable singers are the people who actually do the songs, like have done all the traditional club ones. Yeah. Who are they? Like, are they Let's still around, you reckon? Let's quickly Google these motherfuckers, the Fable singers. Because I would think, like, are they paid a fee or do they get licensed? Like, do they get money? Well, it says here they've been recorded. One, of, well, Here we go. John Caddy, uh, one of the nine members, said they were recorded 50 years ago. So they walked them into the studio and they said, on two. We're from Tigerland. Well, they'd all be dead, wouldn't they? If that was recorded 50 years ago, I don't think they're 20 when they recorded it. This article is from Does Not Have a Date, I don't think. But he says, I'm disappointed to think that the songs that we had recorded in 1972... Mm. Um, seemed very, very popular. I sort of talked about not being used anymore. Okay, this might have been when they were talking about a bit of the revamping. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is an article from uh, 2018. Is that the one that you're reading? Oh, it must be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of nine, surely, from 1972, you know, if you're 30, you're still around. Uh, yeah, I guess you're pushing it. You're pushing it. But still, you'd be disappointed. You want to go out of the footy and hear your, hear your favourite song. But also... They were a bit mercenary, like to record them all. Like you want to record your favourite team, but what the fuck? Like, yeah, sure, sure. Like you don't can't, do them all. You can't really put your heart and soul into like I, I, a Hawthorne fan. I can't put my heart and soul into like the Bombers one, can I? Yeah, like if I, but if I was doing the Hawthorne one, if I was a Fable singer, I'd slip in a you know where a pack of cunts at Hawthorne, <laughs> you know, and just let it go. And then you know you might get even six listens at Glen Ferry back in the day before someone went. Hang on, what did he say? <laughs> Listen that if you had a song that had the word cunt in it back in 1972. <laughs> People would lose their fucking mind, wouldn't they? I reckon they might lose their mind today. Yeah, true, true. Hey, hey yeah. just a quick just yeah. a quick uh, question without notice, right? Oh, now, I God, just keep on doing this I to kn- me. I know, I know. They they mentioned you, um, you know, I said before that they didn't replay the AFLX on uh, Fox Footy. Now, I'm very sad, desperate man. I need my football. I was flicking across Fox Footy over summer. And they had some of um, like the the nineties best games, mm-hmm. right? And I've I've seen a couple of North games from the nineties when they were at their peak, you know, yep. winning winning flags and stuff. And what happened to the North Melbourne supporters? Because those games were chockers. Were chocker block. Yeah, like I know you know there's a lot of white haired people in the in the crowd. I get that they can't all be fucking dead. Mm. But they had a very good following, and one of the games was against Adelaide here in Melbourne at the MCG. So you just kind of go, they had an audience, they had a loyal following. Yeah, Where'd for they sure. Go? I mean, remember it was what six prelims in a row, so they're up for a fair while. So you know, yeah. that would mean a lot of people coming along. And if I didn't it feel like North was on the Friday night game every every second week. 
Well, because they instigated the first... I think they were the first Friday night game in 1985, which I went to, by the way. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so yeah, I, f- yeah, I feel like a combination of that they were up for a long time and they probably got a lot of TV exposure. But no, you're also right that North Melbourne fans have dropped off and they probably should not be allowed back to the football. Yeah, that's fair enough, because there was a few years under Brad Scott where they were regularly making finals. Mm-hmm, they made prelims. a few prelims. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Get your fucking act together, North Melbourne. You can't keep saying, oh, we don't have a big following. I've fucking seen it, mate. <laughs> um, and did you watch it for long? Like, did you, did you, you know, get involved uh, look, in the game? There's no need to go into the depths of how long I stuck around for, but uh, I, I saw enough to see them win quite a few tight games. Do you think that'd be fun to program Fox footy over the summer? Like, you kind of be like, okay, we'll do best of the 90s, we'll do... Uh, I think they did, like, each... each commentator I think kind of picked a few games and when I say they picked a few games like they did yeah. not pick a few games <laughs> and then it's a couple like, of producers picked I, think, I think it's like great grand finals or great finals I think there might have been a bit of that as well and then they had specials on players because I came across the Carlton Geelong grand final from 95 and that was based on diesel so they had like a diesel special I think oh okay well you'd imagine that would have been one they had during the year that they then just re played surely they're not going to go out and whoa 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 you say fox football repeat themselves (laughs) how dare you how dare you uh hey hey we've got comedy festival shows coming up we have adam we have uh i am doing the whole run from march 26th through through to april 22 i think it is every night of the comedy festival so it's about 24 shows i believe April uh, 19, you're going to. There just we go. looking at the calendar. At yeah. the Mantra Hotel in a street that may be Russell Street or Exhibition Street. I can't, re- I can't remember which one. But you can look pre- it up on the website, comedyfestival.com.au. I'm pretty sure you're in Russell Street, mate. You okay. should know where your venue is. I've never been there before, so it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a surprise for everyone. <laughs> and what, what time are you on? You're a late show, aren't you? 9.45 and then 7 o'clock on the Mondays. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm 7 o'clock. Uh, so I'm, on, I'm only doing the second half. So I'm on from the... Uh, Tuesday the 7th through to Sunday the 18th. I'm at 7 o'clock. Only doing 12 shows, so you might want to get in fast and mm. get your tickets. And as a special uh, little special bonus for Junk Timers, 10% off if you put in the code word LOWDOG. One word, LOWDOG. LOWDOG, all uh, small letters? I guess so. Yeah. I didn't really think about try, that. Try capital, see what happens. and Let, <laughs> it, let us know. Yeah. So my tickets are available at uh, trybooking.com. But you can click through the Comedy Festival website to do that. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Sweetcomedyfestival.com.au Hey, the uh, AFLW is kicking off tomorrow night and I am very excited for something that happened during the off-season there. Well, I mean, you can't get too excited. It wasn't like a great story. Well, it's turned out to be a great story. So anyway, one of the uh, Brisbane Lions uh, sharpshooter, Jess Wuchner, we're going to go with. I don't quite know how to pronounce her name. We're going with Wuchner. She was struck by lightning. She's working down at the... Uh, she works at the docks, I imagine. It's up unloading um, ships and the like. And she was... Yeah, mate, she's a stevedore, you idiot. Yeah, I'd never actually heard that word before. I had to look it up. Have you heard yeah. that word before? I, I believe I have, yeah. I, uh, I know you haven't, you fucking I liar. come from a long line of stevedores, <laughs> mate. <laughs> she was in the, uh, on a crane and then it got hit by lightning and went through her, a bit like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi when the uh, Emperor zaps in with the electricity. You know that one, that bit, Adam? Yeah. You know that yeah, bit? It's, it's exactly like that. Because <laughs> I believe Luke, Luke Skywalker was a stevedore. Uh, no, he played for the, uh, he played 30 games for the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, have, have you ever known anyone who's got hit by lightning? I actually haven't. Hmm. I know Paul Salmon got hit by it twice on the one day. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. So he... Uh, he Was ha- he standing in the field being the tallest fuckwit out there? Well, kind of. I mean, he was a big target. But he went out... I think he actually... It might have been a farm or something like that. And he went out into the backyard to uh, relieve himself, actually. Um, and then he got hit by lightning. And, <laughs> and then he said he went out again. And he got hit by lightning a second time. I'd, I reckon I'd stay indoors after the first one. Like if I've nearly if I've nearly had my penis burnt off because I'm having a tinkle out there. He told the story in the beep test, but we had to cut it out because it went for about twenty eight minutes. But it was <laughs> but it wasn't. It was long, It was longer than the storm. Also, mate, you're nineteen foot tall. Don't go out in the fucking storm, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. And he was wearing like a metal hat and you know <laughs> carrying an aluminium cricket bat. Yeah, and flying a kite. So uh, so Jess said as soon as it happened, I went shit. I've just been electrocuted. Yeah, she Amy, says. You know I was what? She probably, probably. I reckon she might have thought initially that it had come from the crane. I don't reckon oh, you'd immediately okay. go lining, and you probably get a bit yeah. more concerned. You're like, oh, jeez, am I hit a wire here or something? Well, because she says I, I just saw the white bolts go up my arm and uh, up the pole as well. Dude, so her arms are fucking lit up. Dude, Imagine and then she that. goes on. She says I didn't pass out or anything, but it was quite shocking. And she literally. was like, I think she had to go to hospital for a little bit. Yes. So she says, I was just holding on to a metal pole that was hit by lightning. I threw up my arms and the next thing I knew I was hunched on the ground. So she's, she's fucking taking a dive. Huh. <laughs> but she's up and about much better now. Yeah, so she's up and about. I think, do, do you think they need like a, um, a lightning substitute in, in games now? Like just in case you are out there, you get struck by lightning, they can replace you? Well, I mean, obviously uh, the uh, AFLW play earlier in the... In the mm. year, like in the summer year, and like I imagine, like a summer storm might be a bit more electric than a winter storm. Do you get that feeling? They're a bit yeah, more I do. Kind of a bit more, bit more, bit more hot, volatile. A bit more volatile, yeah. A bit more rowdy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe they should do that. Introduce a uh, a member on the interchange who can come on in case of a lightning strike. You know what though? If they are going to play those games in those conditions, I say you make it more volatile for the crowd. Like if the players are, like you were saying before, wearing metal hats and, you know, on, on like, you know, those air hockey boards that are just steel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you've got to stand near the goalposts when there's a lightning storm. Uh-huh. So we kind of almost try to attract the electricity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Onto the ground to see if we can take out <laughs> take out a young player. Yeah. Mate, I'm fucking watching. Who's not tuning in for that? <laughs> What about in the crowd? Do you get maybe like a you get do you win a prize or something if you get hit by lightning in the crowd? You know, a bit like when they they put the camera on a person in like you know Bay yeah. thirteen, Row ten, seat A, and you get a prize. You get a trip a trip to you know Gold Coast or something. Well, I reckon say say games at the MCG, five lucky uh, punters get to go up the light towers. Okay, yeah. And, and so you're sitting on the top of a light tower. First one to get zapped wins a million bucks. Perfect. Okay, I Which, like it already. You know. Another <laughs> AFL innovation, my friends. <laughs> Mate, I'm fucking. No one's watching the game. You're just watching the light towers. I'm fucking tuning into that. I tell you, a uh, Jordan Goey came back a bit worse for wear after the summer mm. break. Someone's had a bit of a uh, bit of a and bit of a nice Christmas, as it turns out. He came back overweight and unfit, which mm. you, you kind of think is like the aim, really, to come back. You know, gee, man, they have like, I mean, they, I know, I know they've got to run around. They got to, you know, do the skin folds, all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah, like yeah. they're about to run around for eight months. Like, come on, have a bit of a blowout over the summer, surely. Oh, do you reckon uh, uh, that should be um, like 
not legalised, but I'm saying slated, that they should all go, you go, blow out, fellas. Enjoy I, your break I just and we will get yeah. you back in. Like the AFL should mandate it is what I'm trying to say. And so they go, if you don't come 5% above what your body weight was, then you can't come back to training until you've porked up. That way, everyone, because the AFL wants to even out the competition, mm. if everyone's a little hefty when yep. they come back from the Christmas break, you're all on the same playing field. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So they have to kind of, they have, instead of having drug checks, uh, drug, drug testers coming over and checking mm. on the samples and the like, they have people uh. come over to make sure that you're not eating healthy or yeah. you're not in the swimming pool at the back doing laps. <laughs> They're like, yeah, exactly. hey, none of that shit. Only horseplay, okay? No swimming. Yeah, yeah. Like they stand at the top of the stairs, and if you're not wheezing when you get to the top <laughs> of them, you go. You got to go back to. You got to go for Krispy Kreme. Yeah, they check your fridge for carrots and tomatoes <laughs> and cucumbers. Yeah. Get rid chuck of them. them out. Yeah. yeah, chuck in fried food. But apparently, uh, this has cost Jordan Ngoi. Well, it's cost Jordan Ngoi's manager his job because uh, Collingwood. It says here in this article, Collingwood wasn't happy. Mm. So they've seen him rocking up. They're going, "Fucking hell, who's this? Who's this Collingwood supporter with Jordan Ngoi's number on?" <laughs> And then he's rocked up and they're going, fuck, it's, it's Jordan DeGoe. It's fuck, I, can't, I didn't recognise him. Is he anaphylactic? Have you eaten a peanut, Jordan? You fucking ballooned up, mate. Oh, my God. He got stung by bees on the way here. <laughs> and so his manager's going, hey, mate, you've porked up. Yeah, t- uh, robust words. Tough love mm. from the manager. Tough love. And Jordan DeGoe's gone, reverse tough love. You're fucking fired. He did. He got rid of him. So they, he, uh, there was meant to have a meeting. The telephone calls weren't immediately returned. And then eventually, uh, and this is a dog move, email. Yeah. Yeah. An email. He fired him via email. Come on, mate. Oh, fuck it. No, I love that. I love that. No, he's on, too mate. busy. He hasn't got time to go around there. He's too busy eating. And I bet, you know, you, if you go check the uh, the keyboard that he typed it on, it's all greasy from the KFC that he yeah, typed sure. it Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that is yuck <laughs> when you get your fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> it says, Dugowie no longer had enough respect for Niall to tell him face-to-face the relationship was over. Is Ooh, that right? One conversation and you, go, you just said, hey, Geordie. You're a fat fuck. Fucking take it easy, mate. And he went, well, you're fired. But by the no. way, can can you give me a lift to KFC? <laughs> <laughs> How's this? Niles talked to the AFL website. He said, I've stood by him in the darkest moments. Mm. The best of Geordie is very good. I wish him the best and nothing but success going forward. I'm going to say you don't wish any of that. Yeah, I reckon complete lie. I, d- I don't know what company he works for unless he's a guy who goes by himself. I'm not sure I if think he's he is. The, yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, I yeah. reckon I don't trust those ones. I mean, I'm always trustworthy of AFL managers, don't get me wrong, but I don't trust the ones that are one-man ships. You know what I mean? You you tell me one thing that Ralph Carr has ever done wrong. <laughs> but who Ralphie's looking around for someone else? Oh, maybe it is to go in now because he's maybe looking for another manager. Yeah, I think he said, "Hey, I'm I'm happy to be I'm happy to talk to him." You know, because yeah. I mean, could you? Could you say that uh, he's very similar to Dusty, who he looks after, so he knows how to handle him? Oh, yeah, okay, yep, gotcha. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but Dugowie, there was another thing that he said that he couldn't go to Jeremy Howe's Bucks party. You've got to go to his Bucks party. Because he had a family engagement. But then he Oh, well, that's okay. Sh- but then he showed up at some nightclub instead. Now, maybe the engagement was at the nightclub. You know, you don't know. You know, you got to I'm follow a, these things up. You I know? mean, my aunt had her 80th a few years ago. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inflation on King Street. Well, we had my nan's wake at Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Went for three days. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. She loved it. So, but do you reckon, like that, if you're gonna, 
that's probably the biggest sledge a footballer can have, isn't it? Not turning up to someone's Bucks party. Not going to Bucks party. Not going yeah. to Bucks party because you know everyone's wearing the same T-shirt that says you know Howie's Bucks party on yeah. it. Yeah, is it kind There's of like all a, these? Is it a Wayne Carey kind of situation where Geordie might have to leave the club? You know, people refuse to play for him. So hey, mate, you didn't come to the Bucks party. You know, you didn't get in that Hummer, Hummer limo that we hired. Yeah, oh, no, 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 yeah exactly. No, I like to think they hired a tram. <laughs> you know, you can hire a tram. Yeah. And drink beers. And I like the idea that they hired a tram to get to Jeremy Howe's Bucks party and all the kind of yeah. players were on it. And they, and they, and they were doing little jokes getting out their Mikey cards going, oh, look at me, I'm, yeah. I'm touching on, I'm touching on. And he is just spat in the face of that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't mm. think Geordie to go will be at Collingwood in 2021. Mm, yeah, I think that's a strong... You heard it first here on Junk Time. Haley Benell, Adam. Melbourne have picked him up. Well, why wouldn't you? Give me one good reason, one good reason why you wouldn't pick up Harley Bennell. So he's been signed on the supplementary playlist. Uh, he ticks all the boxes. I mean, he hasn't played for, what, uh, four years? For about four years, yeah. Yeah, he's been through Fremantle. You know, he's uh, repeatedly injured in the same place on mm-hmm. his calves. Mm-hmm. He is exactly, for a team that... Once finished third and then the next year finished 17th. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what they need, Michael. It's the culture of success that they need to break. <laughs> exactly. They need another person in the recovery group hanging out with Maxie Gorn for a few weeks, <laughs> keep, keeping him occupied. I tell you what, I this is I see no, I see Melbourne going to 16th with a bullet now they've got Harley Bennell on board. Are we um many people uh, chasing him? Like did you hear um, other teams are after him or looking at him? Look, I think they might have had a look at him towards the end of last year, but then he pinged his calf again and they mm. all went, we, we can't do this. It's just, he's too big a risk. I think he's done his calf over 7,000 times on each calf. Wasn't it like early last year that Freo was saying they were going to get rid of him already? Yeah. Like they just were like, no, nah, we're done, man. We're done. But, but then he went to a specialist surgeon who cut the nerves that led to those calves. So either yeah. they either fixed the calves and they said it released it or else he just can't feel the calves anymore. And so oh. he goes... Maybe it's that. He goes, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with it. They go, mate, you're fucking limping really badly. Really? You're bleeding from the, <laughs> bleeding from the back of the leg. <laughs> really? They can do that. You can just make go, oh, you can't feel it. Okay. There you go. I, I'm not, I'm, mate, as I've done surgery for years. Mm, yeah, sure. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure of that procedure, but he did, he did have nerves operated on for that uh, thing. Yeah, sure. Maybe he went to the German bike that they all go to. No, I, he had been to him, but he went to someone else. Oh, the German Another, bloke couldn't do it. Couldn't it, do it, mate. Couldn't isn't, he, isn't he up to scratch then? Is it, has, no. he lo- has he lost his uh, lost his powers? Hans Mueller Wolfhart was fucking useless. For <laughs> I've Harley always Bernard. I've always said it. Yeah, and you fucking you fucking you know disagreed with me, didn't you? you <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. You're I'm a doubter. I, I said one day. I said, look, he's yeah. he's had a few lucky goes. Okay. Yeah. Max Rook fluked yeah. it. I feel like he goes, okay? But one yeah. day, fucking Hans is going down. I'm going to be there gloating. You owe me $15, my friend. Well, what about uh, Joe Danaher? He went to Ireland to get his groins checked. He went to Ireland. I think I was listening to Eddie McGuire on the radio, and I think he said that guy worked out of the University of Dublin, I think. But they say Joe is only back running around about now and mm. will miss probably the first half of the season. So, as I fucking told you, I, I said, that Irish bloke is fucking rubbish. <laughs> I know. I said, you said to get the job done. <laughs> I said Joe will be. I said Joe will be there round one. Right, and round one. He'll be and he'll be vice captain. <laughs> I've missed both of those. Oh, it's a fucking all going on at Essendon over this summer, isn't it? Yeah. So they've got some leadership stuff going on. So they've had a bit of a shuffle round of the leadership group. 
Yeah, so Zach Merritt, who won their best and fairest, uh, has basically, because they had the player vote, and he got he didn't get enough votes to get returned to the leadership group. So he's not even a vice-captain. He's nothing. He's nothing at all down at that club. Do you think you get a bit sad about that? Like, you have been sacked by the, from the leadership group by your teammates. Well, Michael Hurley apparently was really pissed off that he got cut from it last year. Uh-huh. And now he's back in it. So he's going, yeah, fuck you, you fucking dogs. Really? So he's back back in the group and in their face going, you know, fucking look what happened last year. We finished eighth. If we had yeah. me, we would have finished seventh. <laughs> exactly. Because we would have won a final. Yeah, I would have I would have said to Hep, Dyson, I would have said, call tails, mate. But now I'm going to sit back and say, nothing. I can't do it. So now he's back in it. Watch Essendon fucking rock it up now that Michael Hurley's back in the uh, leadership group. And then also, I think they got a rats to Fantasia. He got the numbers. He got the numbers, but he didn't want to do the job, which I think is not a bad idea. It really, you're for this. Well, yeah, because you just, I mean... I th- you're for someone shirking their responsibilities. I guess you do that on this podcast, so oh, I'd be I like, understand it. I'd be like, make me captain or nothing. Like, I don't want to be... Yeah. I don't want to add another bunch of meetings to my week. So, you know, what are they got, about eight people in the leadership group, do you reckon? Uh, I think they might have five. Five, yeah. Eight, eight, eight's probably too many. Um, yeah. But I reckon if they said, you know, you, you, you come in, I'm like, well, when are we going to meet? Are we going to meet you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? I'm like, uh, I, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. Do I get paid yeah, more? Th- Can I get more money? But, it, but it's not outside of work hours. It's not like they're going, hey, mate, training starts at 10. Can you be here at 9? It'd be like, mate, training was going to start at 10. starts at 10.30 for us. Well, maybe he fan- said, maybe Fantasia just wants to play ping pong and stuff like that, like with the other guys. Well, more camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, he might do, you know, do something weird like read a book or something, you know? love it when players are called weird because they read a book. Yeah, don't be silly. That's not <laughs> But he, he actually said he wanted to do it to concentrate on his fitness because he, he was in and out of the team last year. He yep. struggled a little bit. But how many players are breaking down because they're in a meeting? Like, you know... Do you see Dyson Heppel just, you know, his, ham- his hamstrings just go. You go, well, that, man, that's because you're in that fucking leadership meeting, mate. No. You were thinking about, you were talking to Woosha before the game. Should we kick this way? Should we kick that way? Your fucking hamstrings, both of them went. Yeah, no, it's actually a bit of a big problem, actually. I, I was talking to Danger not too long ago, and he was saying, oh, as yeah. head of the AFLPA, he said it's a big mm. thing for their uh, next bargaining agreement is that they're going to review uh, all the kind of leadership group meetings because um, he says 77% of injuries happen in leadership Leadership group meetings. Yeah. Well, I, I do believe that Joel Selwood, uh, he gets so vigorous at leadership meetings, his eyebrows just split open and bleed. <laughs> That's why he's always got the bandage. It's not because he goes in head first and is tough. It's because yeah, yeah. the pressure of the membership, uh, the leadership movie, Tom just can't handle it. Tom Mitchell broke his leg in a leadership group and then the club had a cover-up where they took him out onto the middle of the ground and then got people, yeah, to, right. got people to film it because they yeah. didn't want to show how dangerous the leadership groups were. <laughs> It's scary, scary time to be there. You know, one thing that has happened over Essendon um, over the summer, there's been quite a few articles saying how smoothly the handover from John Warsfold mm. to Ben Rutten is going. Five, oh, smooth, mate, no, no problem. We know who's boss, which tells me that things are completely fucked down at Essendon and this year will be a complete nutter write-off. Yeah, it's funny, man. I wonder who is putting that message out there. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's Robbo who writes them all, you know, trying to, you know kind of butter up the club a bit. But I wonder if they get a little call and they're like, hey. I mean, and also, you never hear in football articles about how things are going great. 
So why, who's calling up and going, I've got a tip for you? <laughs> got a tip for you. <laughs> Woosher and, uh, and Rutten, they're yeah. fucking, they're great mates. They're, yeah. going, they're, sharing, they're sharing an office and it's going perfectly. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, i got some uh, transitional gossip. Oh, yeah, hit me with it, mate. Smooth. Mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> mate, nothing to see here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's shit. going on. That's back page. Back page lead. We've Re- got this one. Read all about it. Nothing happening at Essendon. How do you think it will go? Like, at some point, Rutten... Like, oh, you know what? I actually, I actually think it will go very, very smoothly because John Warsfold... Looks like he couldn't give a flying fuck. Absolutely, I don't think he could care one bit whatsoever. He wants to get back to being a chemist. He like, wants- like, Paul, like when Paul Roos handed over to Simon Goodwin, there couldn't have been a man who wanted to be at Melbourne less than Paul Roos. Yeah, and he was more than happy for Goody to fucking do everything while he just sort of you know fronted a few press conferences and just went, "Oh, mate." Smooth, smooth transition. Well, if you hear about the, I mean, it was nearly a transition because Mark Williams wanted to do it. But when the early days of GWS, they said Choco, mm. Choco did all the coaching and Sheedy did all the PR. Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, I think that's what Choco himself said. Hang on, hang on. Are you saying that Sheeds just went there almost for the money? <laughs> and to grow the game. I mean, oh, okay, all right, yeah, there was a lot of growth. He's making a big deal uh, during the week as well about uh, they want to get, target America for more recruits, and then also mm. he pumped up the big, well, the I was going to say the big game, but it's not really a big game because it's not happening yet. But a game in LA between the Giants and a team to be named. Sheedy put forward Richmond and Essendon, but he did said, he? Yeah, he did. He said, "I'm a life member at all three clubs." It's like, well, mate. Just because you can get in for free <laughs> if any of those teams are playing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of a game being played in LA for premiership points? I like it. I like the idea. Like, if I had to go over there, I'd love to go over there. But he, uh, th- do it pre-season. Like, do it like a week or two before round one. Or you do it um, and then, you know, before the teams have a bye, so they've got two week off. Well, no, I reckon you could do it for round one. But if they, instead of Carlton Richmond opening up, if you opened up on a Wednesday night over in LA, mm-hmm. then you've got you've got ten days to kind of come back to Melbourne before your next game. I yeah, sure. And they do they treat jet lag kind of better, you know, better than like we do when we go away. Like they'd have people, you know, doing different times, zone kind of naps and stuff like that. And they'd be up the front too. Um, I remember it's not un- unusual. Like in 1985, I think it was Hawthorne played a game before the season against Essendon, and I think it was to commemorate the 150th birthday of Victoria. Okay. So we played a game against Essendon like a week before the season began, say, and then if I remember correctly, and then I think neither team played in like round three to kind of okay. you know, even even everything up. Yeah. Trial trouble at the Blues, man. Oh, there's never trouble at the Blues, mate. Things are going swimmingly at Carlton. Wheels have fallen off, mate. Uh, Were the wheels ever on? Pack of fucking pissheads down there, mate. Pack of fucking I love it. Mate, the boy's bonding. They're bonding at Sam Doherty's wedding. You got a problem with that? Double standard. Double standard. So, Kerno, Charlie Kerno, he had a few mm. f- He had a few froths, mate. A few froths. He's, uh, he's earned those froths. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's played... A few games last year, and he has earned those froths. So they were saying that he's not because he's not going to be playing for a while. He was allowed to mm. drink, okay? Because yeah. usually yeah. the rule is you're not allowed to drink when you're injured, um, yep. as the Savani brothers have found out. But mm. the double standard, Adam, the double standard there—it's appalling. Well, because the Savani boys were sent to train with the VFL team because they were seen drinking at a music festival in November, and then Charlie Kerno's allowed to get on the fucking sauce. At a wedding. You know what I like about footballers' weddings is that I reckon they all, because they have a bit of coin, mm. they'd be good weddings. 
Like they'd, oh fuck yeah! They'd be extravagant, I suppose. You know, it wouldn't just be also, a little dinky kind of. You know, oh, we can't afford. You know, to, you know, get the good beer or the good wine. Like they'd be like, no, we're getting the top shelf stuff. Also, it's very surprising that a footballer would have a wedding in sort of quote season. You know, like why wouldn't you do it in November when you know? Yeah, sure. That you know, that's the time when you can let your hair down. No one's going to get in trouble. I mean, Carlton, you can have it in September if you want to. You know, there's a lot of time for him to choose to do it, and he chooses. He chooses. You know, late Jan, Feb. Pick any any day in September. Any day you want. Any day you want. We're all free. We're all free. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine for a couple of years. Who was it? Remember we had Jared Ruffhead on a live show a few years ago, and he talked about he went to a wedding. Uh, was it his wedding? Maybe it was his wedding. He definitely went. Uh, or maybe it was the one where he uh, was a, bra- a a groom for. Um, you know, Jordan Lewis or Buddy. something like that, maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. But he um he said that Clarko threw ice on <laughs> Luke Hodges' newborn baby. I don't remember that story. Yeah, he said he was like piffing ice or something. And he said he copped the baby in the, <laughs> the, baby in the face. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's why you don't invite the coach. That's why you don't invite Clarko anywhere. Um, we're looking forward to the China game, aren't we, Adam? Oh, mate. I tell you what. It's uh, like, you know, there's still... There's still going to be less people there than there normally are. They, uh, the AFL are talking about, they're saying they don't really know what they're going to do at this stage. They're going to keep an eye on the coronavirus. Um, but they say, it's, it's not till May, so it'll be fine by then. We'll, we'll all be dead by then, Adam. Like, well, that's the thing. It'll be like kind of like a zombie land or something like that, or, you know, I'm Legend, where it's just like one person and then like the footy teams. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know what? I would put, because they're starting to get such, if the, if the AFL wants big numbers, have everyone who's quarantined... At the game. Sure, it could affect Port Adelaide and St Kilda going forward, but you could have over 100,000 people playing in what would be known as the bubble. Yeah, sure. So we quarantine them now. And yeah, yeah. Any, anyone who's got coronavirus, you get a free ticket to Port Adelaide v St Kilda in Shanghai. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so rather than, rather than Christmas Island or locking them down in whatever country they're in, even if you're Indonesian, never heard of AFL footy player, uh, footy if you get coronavirus, bang, you got a ticket to the game. Yeah, sure. And we can have like a coughing section and then we can have a, mm. have a bleeding from the eyes section. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we do a few footballers in real life before we wrap up? I reckon we should. Hey, before we do that, actually, uh, I've set up some uh, super coach leagues. So if any junk timers out there are into their super coach, I've uh, got some leagues for you. So, Michael, just put your feet up. I've got to read out some numbers. I know you don't oh, do yeah. super coach. Yeah, go for your life, man. You don't really understand it. So I've got a few super coach leagues. What I would prefer too is if you could just only enter one league at a time, that would be preferable. Maybe check in a week and see if there's any spaces left. But don't do two in like when you hear this podcast because I'll fucking kick you out, mate. I got that kind of power. So the super coach leagues are as follows: nine four three two zero five nine four three two zero five three zero seven five one seven. 307-517-876-906-876-906. The next one is 442 442 And finally, 688-484. That number again, 688-484. 
I'll see you in there. Junk time is looking forward to a huge super coach season. Back to you, Michael. Oh, you finished. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. I was just uh, coming along. Uh, here we go from Josh. Yes. I am a Swedish podcaster. Oh, great. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, living in the land of the welfare state means I'm doing very well. I even have a junk time study holder to prove it. Well done, Josh. There you go. Uh, I was back in Australia over Christmas New Year with my wife and kids. Uh, for Rosity, the MCC has a strict one-in-one-out policy for the MCC members, even in relation to international travel. So I was only allowed in when Chamber left for Europe. Ah, there we go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I swam the Peter Pub at Lawn in early January. Good effort. Walking on the beach with my kids when I saw a laconic looking man with a bristling moustache. It was none other than mm, Mr. Wowie himself, BT, mm, Ryan Taylor, the bristle. Uh, looking <laughs> very relaxed in a pair of d- blue designer shorts. He'd be doing very well, wouldn't he? Um, oh, my God. Can you imagine how well he's doing? I couldn't make out the pattern, as I know you love detail. It was a purple t shirt and brown sandals. BT was mm. sitting in a camping chair on the beach. People trying to push him back in the water. No, I just added that bit. Uh, <laughs> on the beach with what appeared to be friends and family. Oh, isn't that nice, BT, having a bit of social time. Mate, uh, take your brown sandals off, BT. You're on the beach, mate. Never Get having, the sandals off. Never having commentary theatrics been so deceiving. BT was a picture of a calmness and zen. Is that uh, right? Maybe he was plotting another year of roaming Brian antics. And uh, Josh got back. He said the uh, he actually shook his hand said g'day to him. Oh, there you go. Here we go from Nick. I saw Tom Lynch walking down Bridge Road just now while I was walking for the waiting for the tram. That's it. No other details to add. Yeah, I reckon uh, Lynch would live around there. I think I did a did a thing a filming thing with his um uh, sister last year. Plays now. Oh yeah. Yeah. She said Tom owned the house, but I couldn't work out if he lived there. I felt like he lived there as well. Okay, so it's in Richmond. Do you have the address? Uh, I can probably find it for you. I'll put it. Yeah, on, thanks, I'll, I'll put it on. Our, <laughs> I'll put it on our socials. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, footballers in real life from Olivia. Uh, the beer farm in Margaret River, WA, lovely part of the world. Uh, mm. Nat Fife and Anthony Morabito having lunch and a few beers. This Starvo. A couple of years ago, around this time of year, I was there. I saw Nick Nat. That'd be cool. There you go. That would be cool to spot Nick Nat. Obviously, yeah, a be, popular destination for footballers. Uh, as a mad Carlton supporter, it's a bit of a disappointment to see anyone but Carlton players. No Carlton players for you. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to see Nat Fife. He'd be there fucking seeing if Pirate Life's on tap. And now we also talked last time in the pod about, ah, yes. yeah, about how Basil Zemplis was talking about maybe running for mayor of... Mm. We can't really talk about the emails that we got or the responses yeah, we, we got online. I we mean, got not, a lot not of feedback. Specifics, but yeah, it didn't sound like you Perth dudes were a big fan of Basil becoming mayor? No, we did find out that his team would be West Perth because that's who he played for. Mm. Probably the only part of the story that we could read out, I reckon. And it's a good one. The graffiti Yeah, the graffiti. I think that's the only bit. So we've got two really good stories that you just go, I don't think we can say most of that. Yeah, they were kind of Basil's in real life that we kind of felt might be a bit crossing the line. Yeah, because they were a little bit behind the scenes-y sort of stuff. Mm. But they were great. But this keep them coming, the, yeah. And if this puts it in perspective, this is the only bit that we could read out. Yeah, sure. So, someone said a few years ago, oh, about twenty years ago. Yeah, it's a while ago. Um, hmm. Someone had graffitied a sign at the front of Channel Seven in Perth that said, "Basil is a big nosed cunt." <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's the most positive thing we could read out from the uh, email. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to the people who did send those in. We do really appreciate it. Uh, it's just a shame that we can't um, 
Yeah. Basically, he was compared. He would, they said he'd be the uh, Rudy Giuliani of Perth. If yeah, he became yeah, mayor, people weren't so. a fan. And actually, no. there, if, yeah, I did look up an article, and th- some of his views are a bit out there. Like, yeah, if you look up his uh, take on the homeless in the city of Perth, you go, "Ooh, that's uh, that's not a lot of compassion there, buddy. Not a lot no, of compassion. Not a lot of empathy going on there." And uh, hey, can I give a quick shout out? I saw a couple of uh, Junk Time fans at a band recently. I went to a band called Terror, and I had a quick chat to. A couple of junk times out the front. Sorry, I didn't get your uh, teams because I would have been. I would have loved to have been able to hang shit on your football teams in real life. Really, that's mm. fucking rich from a Carlton fan. I've got to have something. We're going to hit the road. Don't forget our comedy festival shows. Go to comedyfestival.com.au. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod on Gmail, on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. You can hit the road. Go, go, booze. See, I said booze there instead of blues. Very clever. No, you're very good. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.